Hey guys, welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You. All right, let's just get right into it because we have a lot of quick news today. Okay, Arkansas is the first state to ban healthcare for transgender youth. Um, I've said in a couple episodes back that transgender rights is the new big topic of conversation. I believe we're going to see a lot of transgender issues being brought up to the Supreme Court. So look out for that and shame on you, Arkansas. This is the second law you signed in in the last two weeks that is monumental in the worst pace way possible. Okay, Derek, I don't know how to say his name, the last, the guy who killed George Floyd, and I purposely don't. People I don't like and don't respect, I find a way to not remember their names. So Derek Chauvin, if I, I don't even care if I'm saying it wrong, the trial began yesterday and day today was day two there was some witnesses yesterday there was the 911 dispatcher who said that she questioned what was going on and she notified the police on the police basically and there was another witness who was like an mma fighter who just happened to be at the right place at the right time and he saw what was going on and he said it was a blood hold blood hold so we'll see what happens um everyone is sort of eyeing it and watching it nonstop, so we'll keep you posted. Um, federal, federal prosecutors are adding sex trafficking charges against, see, I, I forget her name too on purpose, Ghislaine, I think I'm saying it right, <laughs> Maxwell. Um, of course, she's Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend, right-hand woman, you know, pimp, whatever you want to call her. So now there's a new girl who's come forward who was 14 and uh, has some type of proof so they are adding sex trafficking charges officially she is doing mis horrible in prison apparently and is trying every which way to get out on bail because of course she bail was revoked so um we'll see what happens with her uh president biden is urging states to reinstate the mask mandate um some states like texas idaho washed away all COVID, you know, rules and regulations and said, we don't need them anymore. And uh, the CDC director is panicking over what that potentially can mean. So we'll see. Of course, because of states' rights, he can't tell a state what to do and what not to do. Senator Tillis of North Carolina announced that he has prostate cancer. Um, He expects a full recovery because they caught it very early. It's the most curable cancer there is if you catch it early. So all men, get your prostate tested. Uh, Supreme Court has turned down a right-wing group that tried to depose Hillary Clinton in connection to, you guessed it, that damn email server. Uh, Supreme Court basically said, we're not going to listen to this case. This is nonsense. Turn right back around. Senator McConnell is encouraging all Republican men to get the COVID vaccine. His exact quote is, yes, all Republican men should get the COVID vaccine. I guess the Republican women don't matter to him. So uh, he says it's the stand-up right thing to do. He did it. No one should be questioning it. And all Republican men should get it. All right, McConnell. Senator Schumer is looking into using the recon loophole again to pass infrastructure plan. And that will be two parts. Um, he's steering more and more away of not messing really with the filibuster. So there has to be some sort of long-term progress he's hoping to accomplish that way. But that recon loophole is, of course, what they use for COVID. It's basically where you align it with, well, it's a budget issue. It's not an actual piece of legislation. And you can get into that little loophole doing it that way. So we'll see. That's what he's looking into. 
Um, the first challenger against Senator Murkowski has come forward. Her name is Kelly Tishibaka, I think. I'm sorry. Um, and she was a local member of Alaska's government, and she is pretty much the opposite of Murkowski. She's not a moderate. She's more extreme. Um, she is definitely a Trump sort of idea around it. So Trump probably will endorse her. Um, so this is just the beginning. I think there'll probably be a couple challengers in Alaska. Um, so she has her hands full. But her co-sponsor, her co-senator, the other GOP senator in Alaska, will has come out and said he will endorse her for another term. So that's pretty big. Um, 64% in who were polled see cancel culture as a threat. I would like to know what that poll is. I couldn't figure it out. I looked every which way in the article and they couldn't tell me where the poll came from. <laughs> but apparently 64% fear cancel culture, whatever that means to each of you. Another woman has now accused Como of grabbing her and kissing her in her home. Uh, he had come to see her home after the floods in New York and her son caught the moment on camera. So she was doing the news circuit today because she has photo proof of this really awkward kiss action. So there is that. Who has leaked? Well, they, they haven't leaked, but someone leaked documents from who that states that COVID, the COVID leak is an extremely unlikely case that it came from a lab, which is what a lot of people like to spend that China had this COVID in a lab and then they it accidentally got leaked out by a custodian and here we are. Um, they're saying it was rather probably an animal. They still don't have clear-cut evidence yet, but that's what they're saying. So I don't know if we're supposed to trust who or not supposed to trust who, but that's what the leaked document is saying. Um, Supreme Court will hear its first abortion case in quite some time. It was a 6-3 to three majority um, in favor of taking this case on. This is the real test now for Amy Coney Barrett who has been kind of a surprising justice in a lot of these decisions. So we'll see if her religion outweighs the Constitution or if the Constitution outweighs the religion. We'll see. Um, Star Wars, the people at Star Wars have announced the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series cast. It's been announced. Ewan McGregor from the prequels and Hayden Christensen will be coming back. And all I have to say is, why are we doing this? I mean, those movies are so bad. Those prequels are so bad. And um, I, I mean, like, who wants to see? I mean, people are excited and great. Be excited, but like, again, guys, like Jaja Binks, that 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 that's enough for me. I, I don't need to know about Obi Wan. But well, I'm sure people are excited and be excited. But me personally, I'm like, I don't get it. But we'll see. Keep going on that Star Wars train. Um, the men who attempted to kidnap Governor Whitmer will not be charged with terrorism but rather will be charged with other lesser of charges, which means that if they were charged with the domestic terrorism tag, pretty much they'd go away for at least 20 years. But they're not getting tagged with that. I wonder why. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. The mother of one of the police officers who was injured on January 6th is outraged by Trump's recent remarks about how his supporters, the people on January 6th at the Capitol, were kissing and hugging the police. They didn't mean no harm. They believe in Blue Lives Matter, and they were all being friendly. So the mother of this police officer is like, you got to be out of your mind. So, um, yeah. A 65-year-old Asian woman was attacked in New York, and the saddest thing of all besides her getting attacked was that the employees inside the building, it was a glass building, 
literally stood there, turned and watched as it was happening. And then one of the employees came up and closed the door and did nothing to help this woman. So that happened. President Biden has announced his federal court judicial nominees. He has 11 total. There's been several women and people of color keeping his word on filling the seats with a diverse group. Um, these federal court judicial nominees are extremely important, especially the D.C. court, which is considered the second most powerful court in the land. Um, there's been many justices who started out in that court or worked their way to that court, RBG, Scalia, um, and here we are. So many capital rioters will not serve jail time. I see a theme between <laughs> between the dom you know, domestic terrorism of Gretchen Whitmer and Cap January 6th and the domestic terrorism, but a lot of them will not face jail time. So there is that. Let's get into a little more news. All right, so domestic terrorism. What is domestic terrorism? Well, after 9-11, thanks to the Patriot Act, it got extended even further out, and it was supposed to keep our country safe, right? So domestic terrorism, the definition, the actual definition, is a form of ter terrorism in which victims within a country are targeted by a perpetrator with the same citizenship as the victims. Terrorism is the unlawful use of force and violence against persons or property to intimidate or, or co-concede co a government, the civilian population, or any segment thereof in furtherance of political or social objectives. So from the way that I'm just reading this, uh, what happened on January 6th was domestic terrorism. There was a to intimidate or coerce a government the civilian proper, po population or any segment thereof in furtherance of political or social objectives. So their political objective was to make Donald Trump president again. Um, unlawful use. Yeah, all of those things can be said. The same thing can be said for the people who tried to take Gretchen Whitmer hostage and they wanted to also show up at the Michigan Capitol Hill and take over and blow up bridges so people couldn't get access to anything. I mean, they wanted to cause chaos all in the name of a political range. Just so we're clear, the Black Panthers were considered domestic terrorists. Anti-Vietnam War protesters were labeled as domestic terrorists. The, the word is used to scare people. The word is used and manipulated to scare. And there's always a group of people who never really seem to fall into that. Besides the KKK, they are considered domestic terrorists and they've lost a lot of their power over the years, thankfully. But now how that word is used, they have no problem calling the guy in uh, Colorado because he was of Muslim faith. No problem calling him a domestic terrorist. But the one prior to that... The, the white guy who showed up at the massage parlors, I don't really hear that word being thrown around. So I think that's just an interesting factoid of how simple that definition is and how after September 11th, I think that they sort of created it in case there were people of Muslim faith who were radicalized living here in America and were part of that group from 9-11. Um, but now it's used as a scare tactic, and it never seems to reach certain groups. White shooters, alt-right groups, January 6th, Governor Whitmore, 
they don't seem to like the fact that a judge can say that what happened with Governor Whitmer is not domestic terrorism when their goal is to not only kidnap and assassinate the governor, but also to take over the Capitol and <laughs> cause chaos. And ca I don't know exactly what they want to do. I don't know. They just didn't want to wear masks. So I, I have no idea. But the same thing with January 6th, if you listen to certain networks on television, they don't call it domestic terrorism. Other networks do. But it's just really interesting how when someone is of white complexion, and they do something really horrible, they steer really, really clear on calling that person a domestic terrorist. So when domestic terrorism is anytime someone does anything to a group of people going against its own people, harming its own people, causing chaos to its own people, that's what domestic terrorism is, and that's what it should always be labeled as such. Words have power. So if you manipulate words, they have even more power. So it's... A huge difference, by the way, with that label of what you face when you're caught and what you don't face. If they give you a domestic terrorism, you know, charge, automatically you're going away for at least 25 years of your life in a federal prison. No ifs, ands, or buts. But if you just get attempt to kidnap, which is what they're doing with Gretchen Whitmer, you're looking at maybe 10 years, you'll be out in five years with good behavior. We're talking about people, again, who wanted to overthrow the Michigan government and kill the governor of Michigan. So that is, it's, it's the difference between life and parole. It's the difference of I can't ever get out or I can get paroled or I can do time served, which is their favorite thing to do with a lot of these type of people. So we have a problem and I think that people need to acknowledge that what domestic terrorism is, basic definition, and how domestic terrorism is a problem in our country. And every time that a white kid goes into a church and blows up a church and kills a bunch of black people, and that guy's not labeled a domestic terrorist and was able to get Burger King while he, after he was arrested, yet a guy in Colorado, he's of Muslim faith, and as crazy as he was, killing all of those people tragically, Instantly, the domestic terrorism tag, tag got put on him. Or when you see how the people, the shooters who are white, they get arrested. They don't get killed. They don't get beaten up. They don't get, they get arrested. So we need to figure this out because this is, this is a problem. And it's been a problem for a long time. And somehow, some way, we were able to sort of wipe out the KKK. Thank God. Like I said earlier, they're really not that powerful anymore. But now they've branched off into these little alt-right groups that band together and create something like January 6th, which was pure domestic terrorism. I mean, anyone who listens to the audio and sees the video of them walking into the Capitol and some police officers just kind of standing there and letting them do it, and them saying, shouting for Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi in this eerie sort of way, and not getting chills, first of all, because you know in your soul, if they would have caught Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi, you knew what they were going to do to them. That is domestic terrorism 101. We're talking about the vice president of the United States and the speaker of the House of the United States. So we got we to gotta relabel this, guys, and put labels where they belong because words have power. Daily Descent with the OG of the HRC. 
It's been a while, guys. We've been playing some fun games, trying to keep things positive in this crazy, crazy time of ours all over the place. But I just want to say this, that we are coming to the close of Women's History Month, which is March, of course. We've got a few more days left in here. But before it ended, I just wanted to say this, that I post a lot on my TikTok about Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and Dianne Feinstein because I feel like they needed to to be defended um, because people don't always defend them at all times. And it's always interesting to me the type of people who come at me about all of those women. For example, last night I posted a video which was a response, sort of like the Stitch video. If you guys aren't on TikTok, you should Google that and it's like you come into the video and it's kind of funny. Anyways, he was calling, this person was like trying to, I guess, expose that she's a multimillionaire and, but he called her Senator Pelosi. And then the second time he said, he said Senator on the text, he, he's had, he didn't have an A in Senator. So I sort of made like this funny video being like, she's actually Speaker Pelosi and actually Senator is spelt with an A and you know, that kind of thing, trying to make light of it. And I try to keep, stay positive. I don't really respond to comments usually. I just delete them, block people. It's the best thing to do, especially when talking about Pelosi and Hillary and all that. But my response that I got last night and this morning was pretty outrageous. And I looked through 99% of those comments, and I realized that 99% of them were white males who first of all, had no followers and no content and all that. So then that makes you wonder, of course. But it's sort of like the vile, vicious things that they're saying about Nancy Pelosi. It's one thing to have problem with Pelosi's policies. It's one thing to be like, well, wait, why is she so rich? Or, you know, but to the vile, I mean, vile things that they say about her. And I only see white men doing this. Now, don't don't get it twisted. There are plenty of other races that women who do this, women against women, especially, you know, especially like certain Republican women get very agitated and angry about her. But I just want to say that what are we going to do with this problem, you guys? When are we going to acknowledge white male toxicity? Like, when are we going to acknowledge that? Why do I not see, when I post about Hillary, it's the same thing. When I post about Dianne Feinstein, it's the same thing. And you can't get through to these people. You know, I learned that a long time ago with Hillary, that the second some, you're talking to someone about Hillary Clinton, they're saying she's corrupt and she's a liar. And you go, well, what did she lie about? Or what did she, and they bring up Benghazi or the email server or the Pizzagate. You realize there's no point. There's no point to getting through there. There's no point. But what are we going to do? And what I think we can do is acknowledge the elephant in the room. So I'm here publicly acknowledging the elephant in the room. I'm not getting attacked for the most part by anyone except for insecure white males. And the reason that they are insecure is they are terrified right now that women, as women, we are coming into our own. And that terrifies the living crap out of them. And there are a lot of white women who feel that kind of way too. But I specifically want to talk about white toxic masculinity because it's rampant and it happens more often than you know. And it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable to call Nancy Pelosi, see you next Tuesday. When... <laughs> You can disagree with her policy. You can be mad that she is Catholic and pro-choice. You can be upset that she's worth 
multi-millions of dollars. You can be upset about those things and ask questions about those things. But calling nasty, vile names only makes you look like an insecure white male, which is what you are. You're so deeply insecure with yourself and terrified that women are going to take over. And you know what? Like, our country would probably be a lot better if women were in more positions of power. We're just better at, at leadership. We just are. Because we think outside of the box and we have this maternal instinct, most women, not all, but most women has this maternal instinct that makes us look at things so differently. And what's so wrong about that? And last time I checked, you were on this earth because a woman gave birth to you. She literally gave you life. And you want to spend that entire life belittling women who are reproducing and creating life for the, for the rest of the world? If that's what you want to do, I don't have time for that. So I usually don't respond, and I responded a little bit on TikTok, and I realized this is why I don't respond, because there's no point. But I'm going to say the elephant in the room, white toxic masculinity, it's got to go. It's got to go. All right, guys, until next time, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to listen, make sure you listen on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And make sure you subscribe. Until next time, OG of the HRC, signing out.